Hello. Hey, what's up? Oh, you know, just over here living the good life. I see. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. you glowing and whatnot. Oh, I'm glowing. Oh. I'm messing with you. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is you not glowing. <laughs> it could be uh, the ring light. It could be, you know, newlywed yeah. bliss. It could be all the things. <laughs> I mean, it could be, child. It could be. But anyways. <laughs> I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of Hugh I Do. The podcast that is going to get your wedding media right. We had a really, really fun episode today that I'm sure y'all will definitely enjoy. Yes, I really think that going through the wedding planning process, this is an episode that you definitely need to listen to. We talk all about the photographer and videographer and what you need to know before booking your photographer and videographer. I think that this is a topic that we don't spend enough time talking about because this is an important part of the day. I mean, honestly, it's it's the important part of your entire wedding, to be honest, in my opinion, because this is what lives on. And so um, definitely get your pen and paper out. You'll definitely learn a lot from this episode from an amazing photographer and videographer team. And you will see and hear the advice that she gives. It's it's definitely a gem. It's going to be a good one. I agree. Enjoy. We have a very, very special guest with us today. Guests, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Christina Stive. I'm with Stive Weddings. I'm a husband and wife photo and videography team. My husband isn't here, but we're based out of Baton Rouge, but we do a lot of work in New Orleans and surrounding areas. And I love editorial approach to photos and styles and architecture and all the romantic themes. And so... That's who we are. Yay. I'm so happy we have you on. Uh, If you are not aware of Christina and Jamal's work, y'all need to like, just stop what you're doing. Pull up your phone, go to Instagram immediately because breathtaking. Like, I don't care if you are in like the Baton Rouge or like Louisiana area, you need to find them and get them to like capture your day because you will not be disappointed. Like, I feel like there's only a handful of photographers that I, photographers and videographers, but primarily photographers that I really go up for. And y'all are on that list. I feel like it's less than five, but y'all's work. Dang, actually. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Like, I, I just want people to know, like, how, like, I'm not just saying this just because you're on the show. Like, I a thousand percent mean this. And I don't think the world knows like y'all haven't even gotten to that point of like, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all are, I I appreciate that. (laughs) Y'all are like a best kept secret. Not anymore. You know, once people are here, they're going to be like, yeah, I hope more people like get to see our work and 
you know, we're able to do work that inspires us because that's really what gets the best out of us. Mm-hmm. And so it gets us excited and ready to just go for it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited about where we are. and Hopefully we, you know, we're, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like there are a lot of big things coming for y'all. I swear there are like certain shoots or certain like weddings that I'll see just like whether it's on Instagram or what have you that just kind of like leave an impression in my mind. And I feel like there have been several that y'all have captured. The one I think of is that one bride that had that beautiful like pearl kind of beaded. I think it was her second dress. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) That entire wedding. Oh my gosh. I was just blown away. So yeah, we're going to definitely like share these photos on like share from your account and post it on Instagram. So everyone's aware of what we're talking about. I appreciate about. it. The, the funny thing about that wedding was if it's the one I'm thinking about, mm. I was actually like, I'm always kind of, I don't know, my heart starts racing before a session. I don't know if it's like just nervous energy or whatever, but like the lighting was kind of dark and I was like, how am I going to shoot in here? You know, like I would add light when I need it, but after I saw the room and the gown, it's just the couple, they love film and like, Mm -hmm. like vintage look kind of feel. And I was like, okay, this is the perfect couple, the perfect venue. They know what they want. And so it worked out. I don't know. I always get like, you know, I kind of, you know, artist kind of feel. And so you approach things and, until you actually start putting paint on the canvas and start right. to see it come together when you're like, oh, I can breathe now. <laughs> so, so, <yeah. laughs> so beautiful. I feel like every emotion that probably occurred that day y'all captured, which I feel like is not everyone can do. That requires a certain level of talent. But anyway, I could like literally just <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> talk for an hour about how much I enjoy and love y'all's work. You're welcome. I will say that Ashley doesn't throw this hard for many people. So especially vendors. And so, Aww. yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, OK, you know, yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Definitely. Well, how did y'all even like get into this? Because, of course, I've been following you for some time now. You started out as an architect, right? Okay, yeah. So I went to school for architecture. I got my five-year degree. Um, I went to Southern University, got my degree. So after that, I worked in the field of architecture for eight years. So I can't call myself an architect because I didn't finish exam or whatever, but I did the work of the architect, basically. But yeah, so that was my field. That's my background. And it was okay. I actually enjoyed school more than I did working on the job because it was more like I wasn't able to create. I can create more in school because we didn't have, you know, restrictions on budget or location or site, anything like that. You can actually like just create. But like in the office, I just felt constrained and I was like, what am I going to do? And it wasn't until I see me and Jamal got married. And we moved to Houston and I was working at a firm there, a really big firm. Um, I quit because I was just miserable. Actually, was working at All and Gas. He has a civil engineer degree and he was working at a all and gas company, a big all and gas company in Houston. And they were doing layoffs when the gas prices or all went higher or whatever. And then I don't know. They were letting people off, whatever. So they was like, we have a job, but it's in Korea. Do you want it? 
Ooh. <laughs> and it was like, we just got married. Probably was married for maybe two years by then. And, you know, that's my first time moving from Baton Rouge. I lived with my parents until I got married. And mm-hmm. then he moved me to Houston. And then now Korea. And I'm like, yeah. And I've been working for this new firm since I left the other firm. They let me go. They let me go to Korea with him and still work from there remotely until like it just was too hard. But they let me come back. Mm. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But Mm. in Korea, we decided to buy a camera because we wanted to know how to use the camera and document this journey. I mean, he's from New Orleans. I'm from Baton Rouge. We we live in Korea. Like that's big for us. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) so we bought the camera and. Jamal is the techie. He actually was the photographer first. He was taking the pictures. He learned how to use the camera. And then he taught me all my camera settings, when to change the settings, the different lighting situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught me how to use the camera. But then he was like, this is boring. Like, I don't like taking pictures. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would be on his shoulder like, Jamal, tell her to do this. And like, have her do this and then make them do this. How about this? And he was like, hey, you just take the camera. I was like, I don't know how to use it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, this is not fun for me. So he was taking the pictures and I was editing the photos. But then from there, once we moved back home, I got pregnant. Thank God, because it was able to leave. So I was going to come back home. We got pregnant with our first. And we came home and we decided, let's just keep exploring this. And we got a, a wedding job. Um, by that time, I knew how to use the camera. I did the best I could for that wedding, but I wouldn't charge them what I charged today, knowing what I knew then. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. First wedding. But that is how we kind of got into weddings. That was in 2016 or 17. And then uh, we just kept progressing and doing more. He decided he liked to do films because he liked motion pictures instead of just uh, still shots. He liked to tell a story through motion. Um, Mm -hmm. And so throughout the years, uh, things have been aligning to where we're able to do the things that we want to do. So I love my, the firm I was at here and kind of told them what I wanted to do. It was 2020, the height of COVID, staying at home. And I was like, they talk about letting people back in the office. <laughs> so I don't want to go in the office. And um, he was like, well, we can make it work. Like you almost made what you made with them last year. So we can make it work. And I was like, okay. And so I did it. I sent the email and <laughs> I got a phone call immediately, but they understood. And then he left his firm a few months after that. They're still on good terms. They still hire us to do stuff for for the firm and everything. And so he works full time on a production team at our church. So, yes. And so at the church, it's like they have a huge production, you know, films and commercials and all that type stuff. So he's able to work as him and his friends, able to just be creative. And they have the creative outlet to kind of get that out. So he does the weddings, but he really wants to be a filmmaker. Hmm. A, a movie DP who sets up all the lighting and situations and stuff like that. So whenever he's inspired by a wedding that he really wants to do, he like, he loves it. That's kind of where we are now, but that's how we got started. <laughs> Long story. It's amazing. So your work doesn't even feel like work because this is right up y'all's alley. Like, like this yeah. is what y'all love to do. Exactly. That's yeah. amazing. And it's crazy. Cause when I met him, 
I would have never imagined. Like he's he's the engineer type. Like he likes the spreadsheets. Um, when I met him, everything was in order. I don't even know if he understood. Like when we go out to eat, he's lining up forks and spoons and straightening things up. And I'm like, do you see what you just did? And then he'll look and be like, oh, I didn't realize I did that. And so me, naturally, I was just move it out the way and make it crooked because it like <laughs> will bother him. But that's his mindset. So when I was like, you want to do this, if you love it, like we'll figure it out. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. And so we kind of took that same approach when we moved to Korea when we jumped to this career. And it hadn't been easy, but it's been it's been rewarding and it feels right. So I'll say that. And so we're happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of this meme uh, where the girl's like, I'm not going to do it, girl. I'm not going to do it. I did it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what y'all did. Right. Yeah. Oh, everything inside of me was like me. I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to leave my job. My dad, he was like, as long as you have a job and a car and a phone, you all right. And I'm like, okay, daddy. <laughs> he, he like, he retired, you know, from Exxon. He believes real old school. And I'm like, I, I honor that and I respect that. But yeah. now he can really appreciate and see how we've been able to actually be business owners. And he loves it. <laughs> like Tania said, the fact that y'all are passionate about it, it definitely comes out in your work. It feels very intentional and like there was time put into this, not like, oh, you just rushed through it or just, you know, did a wedding to do a wedding. Like none of the work, not even like the outside of, you know, like when you do the family portraits and like some of the brand shots, because like I said, I'm a fan. So I, I, I love all the stuff that y'all do. You can really see that kind of like that real sweat equity y'all put into it where it's like it pays off. It really pays off. So we're excited to talk about basically the melding of like the wedding photos and videos and making sure that like your wedding media is just like on point because we don't have much that we take away from that day. Like this is essentially that. So I'm excited for us to dive into yes. this conversation. I'm sure Tania is too, seeing as we're like just a month and some change out from her wedding. So I feel like all of, mm. you know, all of this yeah. is still recent. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First, we have to play this or that. So this is a game we play every single week where basically you select between this option or the other. And I know at one point I said, oh, Instagram gives you more options. You can select both. No, we're not doing that. You have to pick between one or the other. (laughs) Let's make it, let's make it a little hard. Here you go. (laughs) Flip-flopping. But it's okay. (laughs) You know what? I make the rules. So it's all right. But anywho. <laughs> like Uno and I'll be making up their own rules. Right. Uno. Uno was like, that's not how y'all play the game. And the black people are like, no, that's not how you play the game. Like, you're getting it wrong. <laughs> but I think this will be an easy this or that. Nothing too, 
you know, nothing too scary or anything, but basically okay. we'll allow you to start off first for Cena and then Tania, it'll be your turn. Then we'll circle back around. So quick four rounds, but to start, would you prefer to work with a videographer that was recommended by the photographer or a videographer that the photographer has always wanted to work with, but never had the chance before? The first one. Okay. The one recommended by the photographer. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because um, if if I've worked with them already, then we have a flow. I know mm-hmm. where they're going to be. They know, you know, when the first kiss is, mm-hmm. where I want to be, where I want to stand. I know whenever they're walking down the aisle after the wedding, um, after the first kiss, if they're going to backtrack, if I need a wide lens or a zoom lens. Or if they're going to stay and let them walk to them, like those little details and just chemistry, like we're going to be together the whole day. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be with a team that's not awkward or I don't know, anxious or just bad energy. So I always go with like who I would recommend. Great answer. Yeah. All right. It's <laughs> Tania. What about you? So I think I would definitely go with uh, option number one. I think because of the show, you know, you definitely want to trust the vendors that you hired, you know, especially the ones that other people vouch for. And, and if they actually vouch for someone, and if you know, you have a good vendor, then you definitely need to just go ahead and believe them. So option number one. Good point. Good point. I would agree. Um, I think after doing the show for so long and, talking to a lot of vendors, you realize that they have recommended or kind of like favorite vendors for a reason. And if they've worked with someone in the past, that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable that their work that you're going to get back will be, you know, good, less room for error, because it's like, we've worked together, like you were saying, Christina, like, we, we know each other's kind of like, nuances where this person is here and I'm here and we just kind of flow off each other. And I, I mean, I don't want my wedding to be the guinea pig where, (laughs) you know, like this is your first chance of working with someone, but it might not go well, or it may just be okay. And then there may be something that you, you know, like see on the back end. That's like, Oh dang, I wish I would have done this and the other, but you didn't. And now it's like, You know, it could be minor or it could be major things that like impact the vibe anyway. All right. So round two for this question is more of what do you think is best, Christina? And then for Tania, this is more of which of these would you have selected for your wedding? So basically one person that provides both video and photography services. So what they're doing essentially on the video side is a lot of set up a tripod, set up lighting, and then not monitoring it as much. And then they're more active and moving around as a photographer or a team where one does one and the other does other. Definitely a team. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that because like we are a team in that, but it is already difficult enough to man your own camera because you might want to get a shot that's wide and you need, might need to change your lens or your camera bag all the way over there. Like to do that and get video, you're going to miss details. Like somebody could probably do that and just get like the highlights, like, okay, the kiss or whatever. 
but the creativity part will be out the window because they're going to be stressing about just getting a shot. Oh my God. A team. <laughs> it don't have to be my team, y'all, but get a team. Don't put a team. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tania, what about you? Um, I would also say a team. I think that's what I would want because when people are, you know, working alone, you can kind of tell things may be thrown off schedule wise. So, um, yeah, definitely a team. Good point. I agree as well. I would prefer a team. I just feel like the more the merrier. Round three. Would you prefer to have an editorial style photographer and a fine art style videographer or a traditional style photographer and videographer? The first (laughs) one, just because that's just, I think it's beautiful Mm -hmm. um, editorial because it's more kind of documentary. So you get Mm -hmm. to get more into the emotions and, you know, we pose a little bit, but we kind of want people to feel their feels and be Mm -hmm. in their day. Um, we'll put them by the best light and then tell them, okay, now put on your dress and then just let them do it. Um, if we see something beautiful, we capture it. But then uh, it's good when the photos match the feel of the video because we think of it as like a cinematic film mm-hmm. versus just your wedding video. Okay. Tania? I'm also going to say the first one only because I think when you have an editorial photographer and a fine arts videographer it feels like it's more creative now if you have a traditional photographer and videographer it just kind of looks like everyone else's and you know that's not what we're all about so you know you want to do things different do things a little out the box so I'm all for the first one you can tailor it to who you are as a couple yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Very true. I would agree with both of y'all. I think I would absolutely not go with traditional because I hate traditional style wedding photography. I feel like it's so dated because we're not just like standing, you know, like, of course, there are certain shots that you have to get, like the family shots, wedding party shots, the formal, all that stuff. But who wants just a bunch of pictures where it's like, it feels so posed, you know, like you want some of those, not all of those, yeah, you know, yeah. so just just think about like a, a storytelling day. And I try right. to tell other other photographers that kind of like they say they like my work. I say, OK, think of it like a movie. Every movie establishes a scene. You have to get photos of the venue and the details. Like, was it a windy day? For video, you can catch the leaves blowing in the wind, you know, the dress blowing and, you know, like tell the story, set the tone, set the location. And then the climax is, oh, they got married. Then what else happened? Oh, they ran in a field together or something. You know, like, (laughs) what do they like to do? They had McDonald's because they really like McDonald's. You know, it does. It does. It's not it's nothing perfect. It's just who you are. But how do you capture that in like a beautiful way that doesn't look like from 1999 or 2000? <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah. We're all on the same page. Yeah. All right. So the final round, would you prefer to select? So this is your wedding video and photography package. So you would you prefer the package that includes 12 hours of coverage and a complimentary wedding album? Or the package that includes 10 hours of footage, 
but then a $300 prank credit. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the first one. If it was my wedding, I would go with less hours, but I will make sure that I get everything I want in those hours. So if I know I want a first look, but I but then I know I want the second line at the end of the night. I need to make sure that falls within my 10 hours so that I'm covered. If not, I need to talk to a planner or somebody, make it fit. But then if it can't fit, then I'll pay for an additional hour or so. But mm. I I wouldn't go like more time doesn't mean better photos. It just means you're spending more money on your on your team because four hours of that, you just gonna be dancing. So it's like, how many dancing photos do you need? So, you know, yeah. So I would definitely go with the first one because you can buy an album um, later on. It's not going to go anywhere. If you go back to your photographer and you want to buy an album for from them, they're going to sell it to you. So, yeah. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Tania, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the first option as well. Timing-wise, you just never know. When you feel like you're on time, you know, hopefully you have a good planner, but when you feel like you're on time, you know, sometimes things get pushed back a little. So, I mean, I would hope that I'll be able to get everything in that amount of hours, like Christina said, but yes, I'm going to just take a chance and go with the first option. Good point. I would probably do the same. I mean, honestly, I could do either. Sure. For the sake of all of us being basically unanimous across the board for all of these, I'm just going to say the first as well. Probably paying more to have someone there a little bit longer, but sure. You only do this day once, theoretically. So why not? If not now, I think I said my wrong. I want the 10 hours. Okay. So you want the 10 hours with the prank credit? Yeah. Okay. That would be mine. Okay. No, that's what you said, though, I think. I think that's what you said. So you're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we were unanimous up until that point, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfectly fine. Look, like my husband say, whatever bring you peace. (laughs) If if that bring you peace, do it. (laughs) In all honesty. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So now we are going to dive into the wonderful world of wedding media and making sure we do everything we can to maximize our experience. So Tania, you can start. All right. So why do you think wedding photographers are a favorite vendor? Um, I think wedding photographers are the favorite vendor because they actually give you a tangible to take home at the end of it all. No matter what other vendors you have, the food will go away. The decorations will come down. Your guests will go home. But to have a photographer to capture it the way you envisioned it is important for you to look back on those memories and remember it the way that it was and put you back in that place. Hopefully you have had a good wedding to where when you look at the photos, you're back in a good place. You're thinking positive things. So I think that's why photographers are the favorite. And people want to see themselves look good and feel good. So I think that's why. I agree. You all are like the MVPs, basically, of the entire wedding. I'm like, yes, like the couple, they are the MVPs, but y'all are like 
close behind, you know, no matter what went on in the wedding, like people will forget low key, you know, so pictures will live on forever. So I agree. Do you think wedding videographers are just as popular? Why or why not? I don't think they are, but I feel like they should be (laughs) because they're showing like real motion and it's a lot of work, if not more work that goes honestly um, into videography than photography. You get to see yourself actually, you get to hear your voice. Um, imagine, you know, you have your, your kids and then they grow up and you're able to hear what you sounded like before they were even like here or when they were younger. Um, see how, just see your chemistry at that time. And you can capture it in photo, but it's nothing like video. Like you can think about your favorite romantic film, you know, and you can remember scenes from it or your favorite show. Like it, it leaves a lasting impression. So I feel like it should be treated the same. Um, as far as importance, but for some reason it's not. But no, I don't think it gets as much respect as it should. But in it, it, you should have a good videographer too. So it's more than just getting it on camera. Like videographers have to get the good audio, um, good clean audio. They think about that lighting for your reception because they're not like a camera. Camera setting, you can adjust the settings to the lighting, but you're really limited with video cameras to change your setting to let in more light. So they have to set up lighting, do the audio, make sure that, you know, letter readings are done. They have a, a big list. And then when they get to edit on at the other end, they have to edit the audio and the video, deal with the people walking in back in front in front of the camera. You know, so it's just, it's a whole thing, but that's just how it is right now. I agree. And I think a lot of people probably don't utilize the videographer as much because of the price. But I mean, like you made like a whole bunch of great points because, you know, the videographers have to go back and edit all of that. And that takes time. But I do think that more people are adding that into their budget or their or they at least think about adding them to the budget. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I don't think that that people really uh, realize how much videographers are. And so when they do, they get shocked and, you know, they're like, okay, never mind. We don't even need a videographer. But you should just definitely shop around because it's definitely worth it. It's worth everything. Yeah, worth yeah everything. I, um, I didn't want a videographer for my wedding. I was more of a hands-off bride. I, Jamal handled everything. He called all the vendors and I was like, okay, if you like them, I like them. I trusted them in that regard. (laughs) I I just wanted to get mad. I was like, okay. So we saved up to get the videographer because he wanted a videographer, but we didn't do enough good vetting. We didn't have like a relationship with them. We just hired them and they showed up. He was filming like the best man more than Jamal because he didn't even know who Jamal was, you know, like, but that's, that's our fault too. But, you know, it's like an education thing. You want vendors that are actually going to educate you on how the day will go and run what we're going to do. I'm going to mic you up here. If you're going to read your letters, I need everybody out the room. Just keep me a clean spot. You know, those little things that help your day flow, but yeah, it's um, just hire a good one. If you don't hire a good one, then it could, it could be a waste of money. But yeah. Yeah. Woo. It's a lot you gotta <laughs> think about, especially 
during weddings. Oh yeah. yeah. That's why experience I feel like plays a big part in like your vendors. Um, and they don't have to, when I say experience, they don't have to have been doing weddings for 20, 30 years, but they need to have enough weddings under their belt to know that, okay, things about to rub up. This is about to happen. I know I can shoot the family in 10 minutes. You know, it's a small group. I know exactly where I'm going to shoot them at. You know, I already picked out my spots. You, you need to know like what you can do in the amount of time, because sometimes we have five, 10 minutes to get all the family in because our track record has been good so far. Nothing has gone off the timeline because of us. So we just make sure we're there. and We're doing our part. Makes sense. Is it, and we know you're biased here, but why is it better to select a media team that can provide both photography and videography? So I think it's better to have both that work together because of the chemistry. Um, Sometimes if you don't know who you're working with, it's kind of hard to say, hey, I want to get that shot. Or, you know, you just don't know how people will react. And some, you know, we're all creative. Some people want this specific shot. But when you are working with somebody, I can easily be like, Jamal, I need you to move. <laughs> like, I move. It's like, okay, let me get this shot. And I know how long it takes, a few seconds. And I can get my shot and we're good. So it's just like a chemistry thing. We kind of could flow well. And then we can also hire, we like to shoot with second shooters. So my second photographer and his second videographer, we all know each other. And so if we know how to move throughout the day, I can send whoever to the to the groom and then I do the decor before the ceremony start because y'all invested in that. So y'all should see what it looked like before it gets trashed. <laughs> so we send our seconds out and they do a good job as well. But then we're not stressed because we have a community of people that we trust to get the job done. So that's, that's why I feel like it's good to have like a team that works together and you're dealing with one contract. Essentially with us, you're getting four shooters. Yeah. And it's just, it's easier. And I'm glad you said that. Cause I was going to ask, like, usually with teams or even with y'all, is there a second shooter or is it just the two of y'all doing everything? Because I think that could also be a misconception where, okay, it's a photo and a video team. They're both, they are each other's second shooter, sort of. So, but I love that you're actually getting more coverage because it's two on photo, two on video, and that's maximizing everything. Yeah. And I, like I said, I really like want people to get the good, get good work. I don't know. I just don't mm-hmm. want to have to tell them why I couldn't get it because I was coming back from the getting ready spot. Like you should get that, mm-hmm. get your decor and all that stuff situated. But we haven't been doing it like this is the first year we're making it a requirement. Like that's our base package to get a second shooter. It takes so much off of us. And then with Jamal having a set of lighting, like up the groom and all of that, but he has to hurry up and rush back from groom prep and get to the ceremony space, Mike up the officiant. It's just a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. So we like to include that. It helps us. It helps them. And it keeps the day like smooth. You know, we can, I can go to the bathroom. You know, like little things, right. you know, just not wanting to miss anything because I'm the type I wouldn't eat. Uh, I won't use the bathroom. I don't think about it. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, wait, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, like just those little things. 
but having a little relief and knowing that everything is getting covered, I feel like it's worth the investment because I always tell everybody, everything you pay for is an investment and you picked it for a reason. So if you pick those napkins in a place setting, then you need to have it photographed because you picked it for a reason. You, it means something to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. So if we don't select a photographer and videographer team and we go with say booking our photographer first because usually that's how it goes Mm -hmm. should we try to book them around the same time or should we like what like does the timing even matter because I have heard of you know sometimes people select their videographer like two months out or like very close to the wedding day Whereas their photographer was probably one of the first vendors they selected. So can you speak a little bit to the timing of that? Uh, Usually videographers are like, okay, we decided we want a videographer kind of last minute or we saved up and we can, we can get it now. And that's fine. I would say to just, it will be helpful to book them a little bit earlier than like a month or two, maybe six months uh, in advance, just because they get booked too. And so that way they can actually have time. At least I feel like they should have time to have a say so with the photographer and like they can work together. Like how, how are we going to move throughout the day? Um, what's your venue? Like that's why I say a good videographer should know the space before they shoot it, should know the planner and should talk about these are the things I need, you know, to be able to deliver what they want from me. I feel like some people think, When you hire a videographer, they just show up and shoot what's happening. But they are creatives, too. They want to set the scene. You know, they want beautiful shots to to create this, you know, amazing movie or highlight film for for you all, too. So it's more than just like showing up and shooting for them. They also want to create and feel inspired or else it is going to just be a here. I shot this. I put these little clips together over some music enjoy you know so yeah I would give them at least some time to to get to know the team and let Mm -hmm. them know what they need on their end to deliver a product that they'll be proud of makes sense so is there anything that we need to communicate to them about each other like the videographer and photographer so I think that just letting letting them know who they are and they should at least communicate like talk sometime before the wedding and let them know the process but I think as the client like I don't think it's your responsibility to like make sure that they know each other that's not for you to do but it is you know you can let them know hey I have this photographer this is kind of their style if they say you know this is kind of the prep area that they think would be best and if the videographer needs more light and they stay in prep over here where there are no windows they might say it might be better over here with this light you know, so we can add some beautiful soft light to you. Just those little things. But um, I would ask that your videographer kind of talk to your photographer beforehand, like give them a task. Say, can you please just talk to them and let them know who you are and your shooting style so everybody can be on the same page. Quick question, though, about if we're going through the process of trying to select whether it's a team or a standalone photographer and or videographer, what are some things that we should know or ask ahead of 
giving, you know, signing a contract and paying like what's something that we should just know that makes us feel comfortable that, oh, this, you know, whether it's a standalone or a team, they're going to be able to communicate and execute what I want for my wedding day. It's a good question. I will look at the photographer's work and whatever you've been putting on your Pinterest board and see if it matches Um, or at least have some kind of if they correspond together. That's one thing I will make sure of. Like I wouldn't book anybody based off of popularity. Um, One photo. I wouldn't book anybody off of that. I would see what inspires me. And does their work inspire me the same way my Pinterest board inspires me? And then, then I would say, okay, now we need to talk. Let's see, you know, how they make me feel when I talk to them. You know, so for us, we like a good experience. We want everybody to come in contact with us to feel calm because I want to feel calm. But some people like are type A and are really like, they, they need to feel that you are on top of it, like running around, bossing people around. So if you're that type person, then I might not be the best photographer for you. <laughs> I may not be the best photographer for you. Because in my head, I'm checking everything off up here, but on the exterior, I'm being calm to make sure that you're still in your your element and not worried. So that's what I would do. I would definitely get on a call. I wouldn't book anybody without having a consultation just so you can confirm or deny how you feel about, you know, your team. But I think outside of the work, that's the most important thing is how do you feel when you're with this person, like talking to this person, are they making me anxious? You know, what are those qualities that I like? And for me, the work will come. If they can shoot beautiful work, they can shoot beautiful work, but they're going to be with you the whole day. So you want somebody that will make you feel like yourself the whole day. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing when it comes to booking. Um, Also, uh, knowledge. So they need to be knowledgeable about lighting, um, composition. So if, you know, how, how they compose the shot, is everything's uh, close-ups, you know, all their shots close-ups, or do they have some wide? Did they incorporate some of the atmosphere and scenery? Do they like to shoot details? Do you shoot details? Mm-hmm. Is that covered on your timeline? Um Cause some people don't like it, but for me, I like, I feel like that's part of your story. So I like to include it. Um, but those little things like kind of know exactly what you want out of your photographer and talk to them and say, you know, this is kind of what I'm looking for or fill them out and see if they are checking off your list, how you make you feel. Um, do you only shoot tight shots? You know, some people are comfortable shooting that, you know, super tight shot with the makeup all pretty and maybe not that good with body composition. Like how do they compose your body? Um, So those little things I would, when I'm looking at another photographer's work, I will look at that lighting and is it soft, you know, is their skin soft? You know, what are the things that you like on this Pinterest board? What makes you feel good about it? And then talk to your photographer about that. Good point. Thank you. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this earlier, but to kind of reiterate, how do the photographer and videographer in a good 
scenario? How do they work together? Whether they know each other or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, they'll work good together because they can work side by side. It's not, okay, you get your shot. I'll get my shot. You know, because now you're having the client do two things twice or um, feel like, okay, this is a production or a tug of war. If they can work side by side, so I can look off of like how we work, but I might get a still shot of, I don't know, her just putting her hand behind her ear, something like that. So I'll get a shot of your earring and your ring at the same time. He may say, okay, I want you to do that, but I want you to start here and then go up. And while he's doing that, I'm getting my shot and he's getting his, his shot. So we're kind of working kind of shoulder to shoulder. And we have an understanding that if he sees something he likes, he'll be like, okay, can you have her do that one more time? And then, you know, we can kind of talk it together. So I think that's good teamwork. Uh, during the ceremony, it's not that much talking. So that chemistry really comes into play. Um, I'm always watching to see where the videographer is. It's not always Jamal. So I'm checking to see where they are just for me because I – I don't want to get in that shot. I want to make sure that they're getting what they need because it's easier for me to get in a different position and get a nice shot. So things like that, like you're always aware of where the other one is and you kind of respect in that space another one. Like if something is happening during the day, like sometimes for some reason, it's usually a male videographer. We need some more female videographers out here. Um, but it's usually a male videographer. So for me, I get to go in while they're getting ready and we'll just have them get in their dress and we'll stage the zip up or something. So they, they don't have to be in there with them so they can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, something that happened where the videographer took the bride and the groom and they're shooting like down here and didn't think to tell the photographer or vice versa. And it's like, you want everybody to get the shot. So if you're taking them, that's like prime real estate, you get both of them together. Um, you don't want to ask them to do that twice. So just communicating, I feel like is a good way to know you have a good team. That's a very good point. I Loki was thinking that when it comes to like, when they're getting ready versus like when the guys are getting ready and like who's in the room i remember attending a wedding where the photographer was a guy and he just stayed in the room and it was like they want to get ready and he didn't read the room he just stayed in there Mm -hmm. and it was like please leave like (laughs) you could come back in once they're dressed yeah but they're not dressed right now and these these yeah i mean it's a guy and it's like I don't know, like, that's just, I don't know if it's a Southern thing, but Jamal always acts like, you let me know when I can come in, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm not going in. And even when we go in to start the day, you know, I'll go in first and be like, make sure everybody good. And then I'm going to come in. I think those little things just help the day. Like, you don't know that that's what we're doing, but we just want to make sure everybody's comfortable. But yeah, it's usually a male videographer so like just that communicating like I I wouldn't start shooting until the both of us are in there so we can both get the shot um exactly. at the same time yeah that makes sense 
What would you say is the average range of photos we get back after the wedding? So um, I like to do 75 to 100 per hour just to give an idea. So eight hours, you can expect 800 photos at the most. And I usually shoot more than that in an hour. It's a lot of photos to go through, but that's typically what I would say, like 75 to 100 an hour. But I try to give at least a thousand or eleven hundred, you know, with the decor photos and all the extra the extra photos. And one thing I like to do, and this is I don't know if there are any other photographers that listen to your podcast, but this would be a nice thing to do. I try to get like the top one hundred. Like if if we send back highlights or something, maybe the top fifty to one hundred, and put it in like an editorial storytelling way at the beginning. So you can kind of see your full day. And then after that, you can go look through the rest. Um, that kind of gives you an overall view of everything without having to, you know, go through 200 photos to get to the ceremony. And, you know, but yeah, I would say 75 to 100. That makes sense. That makes sense. One question for y'all. Okay. So do you all prefer to get your gallery back in one pool gallery or like separated into portions of the day? Because I've, I've done both. I mean, I hadn't had any feedback, but I don't know how people prefer to look through their photos. So that's a good question. I think it's cool to see it broken up into the like if I'm trying to look for something quickly, I think mm-hmm. it's easy to search. But I also will say to me, it only works if it's like an order. Yeah. So if it's like, okay, if you had a first look, then that's the first or, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready, then the first look like, yeah. So if it is going to be broken out, just have it broken out in the order, even if not all of the photos may have been taken in order, you know, like if yeah. some of the formal shots were before and after, like, I think still having just a, a formal area, whether it's mm-hmm. like when it first started or like, okay, if you're associating formals to be around cocktail hour, having that between yeah. the ceremony and the reception, but I don't mind it honestly. Cause I think it's, it could be a lot to kind of go through at once. So breaking mm-hmm. it up just makes it not as overwhelming. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just curious about that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, well, not with y'all now, but but with anybody else, you know, if it's going to take more time for you to like, <laughs> you like, just give it to me. But if it's going to take more time for you to, you know, split it up in days. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'll take the whole file. <laughs> right. I'll do it myself. <laughs> That's funny. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. What can brides do to maximize the amount the amount of photos and videos we receive? Okay, so I would say quantity doesn't always mean it's better. Like if you get more, but I can say what you can do to maximize the best photos. So when I first start with your team, have a experienced planner. Your photographer shouldn't be making your timeline, but they will. At least I do. If you don't have one just to keep the day flowing right. And I can make sure I give what I say I'm going to give, but you should have a good planner that kind of plans out your day and values like your media team. 
So they wouldn't book a venue that just has no scenery or just doesn't have no, have, doesn't have good places to take photos, you know, where it's super dark, the whole place, but you, you showed a vision board where it's like light and airy, natural windows, you know, whimsical, but your venue is like not that, but they try to fix it with decor. That's where it's kind of like, well, I can't give you this because I'm walking into that. So I would say having a good team that understands your vision um, and walks you through that vision through the whole plan. On the day of, kind of listen to your photographer's suggestion. Hair and makeup can go one way or another. I mean, it has pushed us back maybe an hour behind schedule. You know, and so now I had to rush through the getting ready with the mom because she's already late. You know, so it's she's it's like real quick snapshots, you know, so now we can't give you our best because the timeline went back. So we always suggest that a time that all makeup needs to be done. But if you have a photographer, I feel like they should be able to tell you that in a proposal when they send it to you, like a preliminary, like this kind of what your timeline will look like if it's your start time. Um, make all makeup should be done like now at this time um, if not we have taken people out the chair it was like I understand you want to do the bride last but I can't take pictures with her and her mom or you know or her getting ready until she's done and we have 30 minutes she needs her makeup done now <laughs> you know like um, so those little things uh, take suggestions on locations um, best places to get ready. The venue, you know, we always have good good recommendations for venues, but just think about your aesthetics and um, what is actually going to be photographed because it's not just the couple, it's the whole scene. So when you're getting ready, like just try to have at least a little space that's clean and tidy where we can come in and start to do the work. But I would say those things will help maximize the quality of the composition of the photos you get back or else it's just going to be mostly documentary you know people getting ready we've had people get ready in one small little tiny hotel room and that's fine but I can't give you the bridal inspiration that you asked for because everybody's in their makeup done in the same room that you're getting your bridal you know getting ready photos in because they can't stop getting ready because if they stop getting ready, then they won't be ready for the robe shots that you want everybody on the bed. Like everybody has to be ready. It's all those little things. So to get the best photos, I would say try to stick to the timeline and um, work with a good team that's experienced to know these are the things that can knock it off. And if it does, here's the next plan. Um, and so I like to have people well-prepared. That's why when I send a proposal, I send a suggested timeline or just based off our consultation. This is kind of what your day could look like. Of course, it could be deviated or adjusted, but that, then you can get that to the planner and they can see, okay, she need about this much time to do this or do that. And it kind of just opened up that conversation for, for timeline and day of. I didn't realize how much y'all were influencing the timeline as well, but it makes sense um, yeah. because- Ultimately, y'all are capturing what we want. <laughs> so final question, what advice would you give to any couples that are in search of their photographer and videographer team? So my advice would be to make sure that their work inspires you 
like it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah, there are a lot of talented photographers, but every photographer is not for every person. I feel like I may not be the photographer for somebody else and I may be the photographer for another person. And that's completely fine. But I would say try to find, like I say, that Pinterest board or whatever you, those collection of photos you've been collecting, even if it's just, I like these placemats, you might like the way those placemats are photographed in that photo. So make sure that when you talk to your photographer, that y'all have that chemistry um, because y'all have to work together and that their work matches what inspires you and when you close your eyes, I like to envision my sessions beforehand. You close your eyes and you imagine your wedding day. That's the picture you want to see in somebody else's work. Like, how do you want to see yourself photographing your dress when you close your eyes? Are you, you know, you get what I'm saying? So then you need to try to match that with your photographer. And then just make sure y'all have good chemistry. Of course, budget is a factor. But I feel like there's a lot of range of budgets and a lot of good photographers. But also, like, always keep budget in mind. I don't want to be somebody's most expensive vendor. I don't want to be their least their uh, cheapest vendor either. But I think that when you're talking about budget, just make sure know know where your starting your stop point is. Like, I'm not willing to pay that much, and that's okay. I feel like if it's too much, then try to find somebody that is similar to that photographer. You can get their recommendations, um, but don't feel pressured to, if you inquire to book, because some people book us and then they're trying to like make it work throughout the month to make the payments. And I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) You know, we're here now, but I don't want to be a burden on you, you know. So those are some of the factors that I will look at. Yeah. And that was very real, like prices and budget and knowing (laughs) all of this, because all of this is very, you know, we take all of this into account. So we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Christina, who would you like to shout out this week? (laughs) Okay. Um. I love Michelle Norwood events. Revel and Company is amazing. Um, Uncommon Camellia. These are um, wedding planners and wedding planning companies in New Orleans. B. Cherie. Um, photographers. I know I'm going to miss somebody. I got so many photographer friends, but ones that I worked with and I really love. Um, Kelbert McFarland. He's a great photographer. Deontay. Rare Sightings, that's his name. Rare Sightings Photography. Uh, I'm missing so many. Uh, LaToya, she's an officiant in New Orleans, but she's amazing. Um, Mo Davis, she's now my, that's my, I love her. Like I've met her, I've talked to her. She's like, her photos kind of match her personality. I don't know Mm. how. But she's really, like, really sweet. But she's, like, she does her own thing. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love her work. Uh, Monsolet Weddings, they do photos and video. Uh, they kind of inspired me and got me moving on my journey. That's all I'm going to say for now, because I'm going to get myself in a uh, predicament, because I'm, like, <laughs> going to name everybody. You're good. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? 
I would like to shout out an amazing, amazing wedding floral designer. Now, as you know, we are always here to shout out great vendors, but even more specifically, we love shouting out great Black vendors. And I personally love shouting out great Black women that are vendors. So this week, I am shouting out Bloom and Flow. So if you are in the Atlanta area, Bloom and Flow is a floral designer, but she's also a florist, makes beautiful arrangements, especially if, you know, outside of thinking weddings, you're thinking you want just a beautiful arrangement for, you know, the week or for a birthday or whatever. Please look up Bloom and Flow um, by going on Instagram, Bloom underscore and underscore Flow. Um, the owner is Sonia Cobia, and her work is amazing. So that is who I'd like to shout out this week. What about you, Tania? Yeah, so we were talking about makeup artists on the episode. And so today I want to shout out a makeup artist who is based in the UK. But she is always available to travel. Um, her name is the Queen Hadassah. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And if I'm not, please forgive me. Um, but you can find her on IG at the Queen H A D A S S A H. Again, she's based in the UK. She does beautiful work. If you are in need of a makeup artist who does beautiful work, please look her up. She's on IG, and that's who I have this week. Great. Well, where can people find you if they want to learn more about your services or just, you know, get inspired by the photography and videography that y'all are posting? Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Stibe Weddings, S-T-E-I-B-W-E-D-D-I-N-G-S. Um, we have photos and video on there. You can also follow my husband's page at Jamal Stibe, uh, J-A-M-A-L. Stibe is the same. Um, our website, www.stibeweddings.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, yes. thank you so, so much. I really already, I just want to bring you back. I want to talk some more oh. about <laughs> all things. Um, uh, hey, whatever y'all need, just let me know. <laughs> If you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note, but Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Story on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.